0: Hi, everybody. I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan. And this is The Young Perspective.
1: Last Friday, on September 18th, Unfortunately, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. So, we just wanted to dedicate an episode to her and recognize her extraordinary life. So, I guess we'll start off talking about who she was and all the amazing things she did.
0: Yeah, okay. So, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, grew up in the, the 30s and she went to Harvard and she was one of nine women in a class of 500 men. So, it's pretty wow. remarkable. That she was able to get into Harvard as a woman and graduate one of the top of her class, and go on afterwards. It was kind of hard for her to find a job, not because she wasn't qualified, but because there was so much sexism against women during, you know, the 50s. But eventually, she found a job as a professor, and then later was able to get onto a New York uh, circuit court.
1: Yeah, I believe early on in her career. She started working for the ACLU. Uh, she volunteered for them, I think, for very little or no pay. She started the Women's Rights Project at the ACLU, um, which, and she went to fight many cases in court, I believe like six cases in court over a, year, a five-year period, where she fought for women's rights, she fought against discrimination, but she did it in a very interesting way. Instead of fighting against discrimination um, against women, she did it the opposite she fought against discrimination against men. The judge and the jurors were a lot more receptive to to, to passing those those verdicts uh, that were that were anti discrimination about uh, over sex, and then that also applied to women. So it was beneficial to both sexes in the end.
0: That's really interesting because she knew that if she tried to just come out and try and make all these laws and cases uh, for women's equality that because, you know, so sexist during that time that they wouldn't accept all these things. But she knew that if she was able to kind of use her weakness or, you know, what she's trying to fight against to her advantage, knowing that you know they're sexist, they'll be more willing to help men. She was able to pass those laws to help men. And then it also applied also to women because they're not about men. It's about discrimination, but she just used examples for men.
1: And that kind of, shows the amazing way she thought. Mm -hmm. She was so smart that she could think about the issues in a whole different way that that really allowed her to be effective. Um, And and women's rights, achieving equality or kind of an aspiration for equality, but uh, improving women's rights were one of many things she fought for. So during her time in the Supreme Court, she had voted against many decisions. That were going to be harmful toward the woman's right to have an abortion. Um, there were many cases that came up where other justices wanted to go around, uh, the, the 19, I believe, 63 Roe v. Wade case, which said women have the right to an abortion. So other, other justices wanted to go around this and try to make laws to make it harder to have an abortion, um, because you can't have a, you can't try the same case or you can't have the same ruling. opposite things afterwards Um, so they were trying to go around it and she prevented that that was one of her big things abortion and now that she's dead a lot of people fear that her legacy of of being a pro-abortion fighter is going to be tarnished
0: yeah it's definitely something that is very important she was a big fighter for women's rights for everyone's rights and she was a force to be reckoned with she a lot of people doubted her and doubted her as a woman But she proved them wrong and was able to make great decisions and make great waves for equality in the U.S. But now that she's gone, Trump will be able to elect a new Supreme Court justice. And that justice will be a conservative who, it looks like to be pretty young, will serve for 30, maybe even 40 years if he picks one of the younger ones. And that means that the court... It's already five to four more Republicans than uh, Democrats. Now it's going to be six to three. So even if, you know, one of the Republicans sides towards the Democrats now, there's still not two of them are going to go over to the Democrats. looks like pretty much all the decisions of the Supreme Court now are going to pretty much lean conservative.
1: Yeah, so usually Justice John Roberts, will, who's a Republican, will side with the Democrats on a lot of different things like abortion. But now, if Trump is able to get in a new justice before the election, then there will be another Republican in the court, which makes it a 6-3 Republican to Democrat ratio. And on abortion, it'll be a 5-4 because Roberts will go uh, to, to the Democrats. and. There's a lot of controversy about this, right? Ginsburg, on her dying bed, she actually died from pancreatic cancer, which she's had for many years now. But on her dying bed, she her hope was that they w- they would wait until after the election to put in a new Supreme Court justice, right? She didn't want Trump to choose beforehand. Mm-hmm. She decided that the people should choose, and they should choose through their vote for a new president, and that president should be able to put in uh, a new justice.
0: Yeah, in her deathbed, and this is being quoted widely around the U.S. by liberals, she said, my most fervent wish is that I not be replaced until a new president is installed. And so she is hoping, when she died, she was really trying to put as much effort, if, you know, even if they're not going to you know, you know, go by past uh, decisions, that maybe she'll, they'll have some sympathy. She's just trying to guilt them you know, with this idea. But it all goes back to 2016. In 2016, in Obama's last year of, of his second term of presidency, one of the Supreme Court justices died, meaning that Obama could fill in a new position by appointing someone. He had about a year left of his presidency, I so it was in
1: January of, of uh, 2016. 2016, yeah, and so, yeah, nine so, months before the election.
0: Right. That's a pretty big amount of time that he could use to fill to elect a new justice. But the Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, said no it is too late he is only in his last year of his presidency he won't be president next year because it's his second term we're going to have a new president that president could have a good chance of being conservative he should not be able to enact a new president even though he actually nominated merrick garland who's not liberal he's not uh conservative he's very moderate and both sides liked him a lot actually he's a good guy knows very smart uh would have made a good justice but the Republicans didn't care. They still said, no, we're going to block it. You cannot elect a new justice. And so back in 2016, when the Republicans were, you know, saying that they didn't want to let Obama nominate a new justice, one of the Republicans in the Senate, Lindsey Graham said this, if there was a Republican president and a vacancy occurs in the last year, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, whoever that may be, make that nomination. And you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. Meaning that Trump now is in there; he needs to fill a vacancy in his last year of his presidency. And Lindsey Graham says, "Not he shouldn't be able to elect the new justice. The next president, whether it's him again or it's a new it's, or if it's Biden, doesn't matter. He should not be able to elect that justice now. And we should be able to use his words against him. And so that means that's exactly what happens right now. President Trump." is a president in 2016 and now it's his last year of his first term not even it's not even January it's November it's September a month before the election and it's the same case uh, Bruce Bader Ginsburg died and now he has to fill in a new president but going based off of what the Republicans said he shouldn't be allowed to do it but the Republicans don't care they went back on their word they do not are, aren't listening to what they said a few years ago and they're now going to let him pass let Trump elect a new or conservative
1: justice. But you have to look at it from their perspective. In 2016, they had the option, they could allow Merrick Garland to become the justice or they could choose a better route, right? They decided that they may, Merrick Garland may be moderate, but we could get a new president who's Republican, we could get somebody who's Republican, and that's better for us. It made sense for them in 2016 to, to pressure the Democrats to wait until after the election. Now it makes sense for them to put in a conservative justice right now before the election because there's a chance they couldn't win. I think they may be super hypocritical, but from their perspective, they don't care if it's hypocritical or not because they're going to put in the justice that's going to affect the u.s for the next 30 or 40 years for generations down the line and, and they don't think a, a, a little hypocrisy should stop that they want to push for the republican cause um even if it may be a little bit immoral
0: right i get that that pretty much everything that any republican any liberal any moderate does is for their own personal gain is for the gain for the gain of their party and for the gain of their people that they you know that Support. their followers are but they always have reason behind it. They don't they aren't going up there and saying what I'm saying is BS. Uh I'm only doing this because for my own personal gain and for the gain of my party. They have a reason, they have, you know, they have some reason whether it's good or not behind it. Now they have pretty much zero reason whatsoever and it's complete hypocrisy. And that's what's just so interesting about this.
1: Yeah. But I just I it may be hypocrisy, but from my mind i don't support them doing this i don't support trump trying to put in somebody before uh at the end of his term but if they're gonna if they have an opportunity now to change the face of american politics in their favor why wouldn't they do it i just i can't understand whether you're Mitt romney who does he's not even a big trump supporter at all he disagrees with trump all the time or you're a bigger trump supporter like mitch mcconnell How can you not give the Republicans a big advantage for 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 years to come? It just seems so so. It just seems it seems like even though it may be immoral, it's turning on your party's future.
0: And I agree. All of the senators in the Senate who are Republicans not only do they want to do this for their own gain, but they also have a lot of pressure from their voters who like Trump, even if they don't actually personally like Trump. They they have pressure from them to uphold what Trump does, and so they pretty much were put into a back corner, and they had to go against their word. Okay, so now we're going to move on and talk about who is Trump actually going to nominate, because it looks like he's pretty much has a 100% chance of getting able to pass his nomination. So he has a few choices, and they're all women. So one of these potential nominees is former Florida Supreme Court Justice Barbara Goa, who's now a federal support court judge, who is a Cuban American, and one of the big parts uh, of why he should pick her is because this could help Trump's uh, winning in Florida because you know she's from Florida, which is definitely a big battleground state.
1: Yeah, and also I think she's a big supporter of the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. So their kind of alliance could also help Trump if she's able to get on the Supreme Court. The next person is. Alison Jones Rushing, um, who's very young. I believe she's 38 or 39. Wow. Uh, and she's on the appeals court. I'm not sure what circuit, but she would, if she was put on a court, she would be the youngest justice ever to serve on the Supreme Court. She would also ensure a conservative seat for like years to come. For (laughs) what's she, 38? Say she survives to, to, to 78 on the court. That's 40 years. Wow. That is a long time. That's, that would be a real strategic play by the Republicans.
0: And that's, that's also one of the reasons why they want to elect elect uh, a Republican now, because not only it's not just some representative or senator that they're electing. We're talking about one of nine justices that will be serving for 40 years. That is a huge amount of time, and so many decisions will be made during that time that will now be influenced from a, a conservative.
1: Yeah, and it's not going to be a couple of years, maybe 10, 15 years, till the next Justice dies mm-hmm. to fill in a new spot. So it could be a Republican majority for a long time. Um, the next person is Amy Coney Barrett, uh, who, who is actually viewed as a leading candidate to, who is going to replace Justice Ginsburg. She's 48, and she serves on the Seventh Circuit of the Appeals Court in, in, in Chicago. And it seems that she is going to be the front runner. Uh, Trump is actually going to announce it this Saturday on the 26th of September. You'll probably be listening to this episode after that, but uh, you'll just have to, to look at the news and see what what happened. As Ethan was saying, 40 years is a long time for justice to be on the court. And that's why this, this, this decision by Trump is so important. And some may argue that is also why it is so immoral, because this decision for Supreme Court justice, could mean a lot more than past decisions because of how long these justices could serve on the court. These justices can make a big difference because they're younger um, and they could also make a big difference because they're, they're front runner they're women and there haven't historically been a lot of women on the on the court. I think this will be these this will be like the fourth or fifth woman on the court, which is great, but it brings a lot of moral questions. should Trump put her on? should he not? There's been a lot of backlash from the left.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that people from the left are really angry about is Roe v. Wade, which is a historic landmark case that really protected a woman's right to abortions and protected her right to you know, privacy and abortions, a lot of different aspects of abortions that really paved the way for that aspect of society. And because now there's already a 5-4 Republican. Uh, there are already five Republicans and four Democrats in the Supreme Court, but now that Ginsburg has died, there'll now be six Republicans and three Democrats. And when you think about that, well, yes, sure, it's only making it one more Republican, That's and it's already a Republican majority. However, as Josh was saying earlier, Roberts, one of the Republican justices, usually goes more towards the decisions that he makes based off of precedent and the law rather than his opinion and uh, based off of his opinion, because, you know, he's very law-oriented and precedent-oriented, which means that for, in the case of abortion, he actually voted for Roe v. Wade. So now that they're going to get a conservative on who's anti-abortion, that ruling, while it couldn't be overturned, there could bring in, they could bring in a very similar court case that you know, has different people, but the same idea, and they could undermine it, and they could do a bunch of these, and they could just make different precedents, basically, for this law,
1: and it could really alter how we see abortions in our society. Yeah, but they can't, one thing we have to highlight is they can't say you can't have an abortion, because Mm -hmm. Roe v. Wade says you can have an abortion. It could just make it very, very hard to have one. Um, and, and that's that's one of the biggest issues the left is dealing with, in uh, in this in this appointment of a new justice. We're just gonna have to wait and see. Everybody, our time is running out on our timer, so we must end the episode here. Though there is a lot to talk about, we want to thank everybody for listening. You can find us and contact us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail dot com. Our Instagram is the underscore young underscore perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember.
0: This was The Young Perspective.